Welcome to the IoT podcast powered by Paratus People. Be among the first to find out what's happening in the fascinating and growing world of IoT from the industry leaders themselves. Welcome back to the IoT podcast. As always, uh, your host, Tom White. I'm here today with Rami Avadan. Rami, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Pleasure to be here with you. Rami, could you please start by just introducing yourself, uh, your background within IoT and, and how you ended up working uh, for Deutsche Telekom in your current position? Sure. So uh, I've, I've been in IoT for uh, too long. Let's put it like that. I've been in this business now for uh, 20 somewhat years. Um, my first uh, touch point with IoT was when I was one of the co-founders of a biz- business called Wireless, who became one of the first uh, global IoT MVNOs, uh, subsequently acquired by Core in the US. Uh, and then I also uh, co-founded and was the CEO of Tele2's IoT business, Tele2 IoT. Uh, and I did that for uh, around six years. And then uh, I took a year or so off, uh, I was... Uh, an industrial advisor to some of the PEs and VCs on IoT and digitization matters. And as part of that, uh, I came uh, across DT, right? I, um, I met the leadership of DT and, and we saw eye to eye on strategic questions and, and where they wanted to take their business. And, and basically, I then joined them in April of 2019. So I've been with the DT now for uh, the better part of 18 months, uh, and I'm now the CEO of the IoT business of Deutsche Telekom. I should say that that does exclude the U.S. Uh, market, uh, which is a sister business to the IoT business that I'm running at uh, Deutsche Telekom. Right. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Great. Okay. And um, would you mind describing your journey within Deutsche Telekom at the moment and what's happening within IoT, specifically within your area, um, specifically new technologies? complex IoT landscape ecosystems and um, everything that you're trying to achieve there? Sure, sure. Look, uh, first of all, uh, I, I have to tell you, look, I, I am super uh, excited, obviously, of being part of the Deutsche Telekom Group. Deutsche is a, you know, it's it's one of the largest uh, communications players in the world uh, with a very, very strong brand, with great people, um, great reach, um, it stands for security, it stands for reliability, it stands for quality, all of the things that really matters for the area of IoT, right? Um, and, and I think Deutsche had done pretty well in the space of IoT uh, as I joined them. I think uh, obviously being a very, very large group, it was a IoT business that was somewhat distributed across the group in different pockets and so I, I basically looked at it and I said look if you want to even scale faster and scale uh, more uh, then I think you know there are some internal fundamental changes we need to do to be able to really deliver more value to our customers yeah because at the end of the day you know a customer doesn't care about your internal sort of mechanics and uh, 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 modus operandi and, and what you do, what they're looking for is somebody that can actually help them create value. And I think all of the changes that we've now done at DT and the changes that we are doing, we're, we're, we're doing it so that we can free up more time 
more capabilities to focus more on engaging with our customers, creating value for our customers. So um, that's basically what we've done. And basically, if you think about, you know, we're on a journey, right? I mean, we've created a GmbH where we are sort of compartmentalizing our IT assets into. Um, right. To give it you uh, more of a holistic sort of uh, structure, um, we've derived a, I shouldn't say a new, but a refined strategy and a vision of our business. And and the position that we want to take is becoming the IoT orchestrator, uh, because of course, if you look at at the IoT landscape, like you rightly point out, Tom, right? I mean, it is a very distributed and fragmented ecosystem. A thousand and one technologies and platforms and and a variety of different types of players talking to the customers, right? There is no standardization, there is no harmonization, and I think that is extremely confusing. And one of the underlying driving factors for IoT not really um, taking off the way that we anticipated it in the in the golden days, or you know, ten fifteen years back when we looked at all the analyst reports, um, but. <clears throat> Of course, if um, you know, and then you know, if you take the 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 DT position now, right? I mean, becoming the IT orchestrator. What does that actually mean, right? It means a couple of different things to us. Um, number one, ultimately, it's about creating more value for our customers by reducing a set of barriers that we're seeing, right? Yeah. Um, and and I would say that the barriers are in different layers, right? You have a technology barrier where customers are trying to marry a legacy infrastructure with a new infrastructure you have a technology barrier that that really comes from this sort of very unstructured ecosystem of capabilities because there are thousand and one capabilities and if i'm a customer what technology do i pick you know for example what connectivity barrier service do i pick for my specific use cases um, do i pick cellular technologies do i pick wi-fi do i pick LoRa, sigfox satellite you know there are so many different types of uh, uh, different technologies and capabilities across the board, right? And I think, first of all, I don't think that there will be one technology, uh, right? So we will still have a myriad of technologies, some of them that are going to be standardized. Like I would say the cellular connectivity is some sort, sort of standardized today uh, yeah. from a customer perspective. Uh, but you're also going to have these proprietary technologies that that uh, live there and fill a gap in, in the whole landscape, right? So then the question is for the customer, how do you manage all of that, right? So I think we, we are focused on helping customers reduce that barrier. Then, of course, you know, what we've seen is a big shift from linear business models to circular business models, right, uh, over the last couple of years. And I think uh, the last sort of six months of the pandemic is going to drive you know, that thinking much, much further as well, where, mm. you know, the ecosystem changes. Somebody who used to be a supplier is now your customer. Somebody who is your competitor today or yesterday is now your partner and actually maybe also a competitor and a customer. You know, it's all coming, becoming interlinked, right? Uh, and of course, that's also very confusing for the customers because the players that they used to engage with under certain um, frameworks, if you may, that is now changing. The lines are getting blurred. And, and so, of course, we, we want to help our customers um, create clarity uh, yeah. by orchestrating the, the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank you very much for that. Yeah, and if, and if I can say anything from from my perspective, from what we see in the industry, is that uh, your particular area of industrial telecom is is really synonymous with doing great things in IoT. There's so much content out there. There's so much uh, marketing and um, and real a good feeling about the work that you're doing. You know, regularly I see posts on uh, social networking sites like LinkedIn with literally hundreds and hundreds of comments and likes. Rami, you know, you really are quite famous within this uh, particular <laughs> well, industry, right? Yeah. Well, look. First of all, thank you. But you know, I'm, I'm honestly speaking. Uh, um, let's be crystal clear, right? I, I am a figurehead for this business. That doesn't mean that you know I am the business. You know, this business mm. is consisting of so many talented people. You know, I am simply one of the people that are bearing that message to the market, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I can I, honestly speaking, uh, and I, I have run a lot of teams, and all of my teams have always, obviously, been very good. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. I mean, they've been supercharged people and talented. But, but look, I think this DT team really stands out. This, these are a bunch of people that have been in this game for many years. They've been in, they've been in the trenches, as they say. They really have uh, super insights. They have, you know, they've also burnt themselves, and you know, I think. Uh, the mother of all learnings are the mistakes that you make along the ways, right? And and I think uh, we've made a lot of mistakes and we've learned from them. And I think that's a great way of uh, looking at, at at the past, right? Uh, and so the team is phenomenal, and we have a really good story to tell, right? We 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 yeah. we know what we want to do, and what we want to do is create value uh, for and together with our customers, and we have huge clarity on how we want to achieve it. And I think that's that's coming across now, right? Uh, and and we're so eager to tell the world of this new position and what we want to do and how we want to do it and how we're actually doing it because it's not only a vision, right? We're actually mm. doing it. Yeah, um, yeah. And and so that's why you're seeing a huge sort of uh, social media onslaught from not only me, also a lot of other people in the team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that leads me really on uh, nicely to my next question, actually, Rami. So. In terms of your personal opinion and obviously that of the business, you know, what challenges and opportunities do you see the, the IoT ecosystem facing right now and in the immediate near future, given obviously the outcome from the pandemic? Yeah. So uh, let's compartmentalize the IoT ecosystem maybe in two dimensions, right? You've got the players in the IoT ecosystem that have built solutions or have capabilities that they're looking for somebody to consume. And that yeah. somebody, of course, is some sort of customer at the end of the day, somebody using those capabilities to create value, right? Um, so if we start off with the IoT ecosystem uh, perspective, I think a lot of the barriers that we see there is that um, there isn't really a harmonization. There isn't a standardization around technologies, around business models. And that, of course is a very complex thing for the ecosystem players, right? Um, what technology should we be developing? Um, you know, should we try, try to rally around certain set of capabilities that we all can sort of integrate and then may the best man win? Or are we, are we going to continue to try to drive these proprietary technologies that I ultimately don't believe in, right? Mm. And obviously worked now for Telco for many, many years. Um, you know, I think uh, the reason why the telco industry has been successful uh, in deploying their solutions uh, on a global scale, I mean, it's one of the most penetrated technologies in the world, right? Think about it, right? Mm. It's almost more penetrated than TV, um, maybe even more penetrated than radio today, right? Um, you have people in villages in Africa and in South America having a mobile phone, but they don't have a TV, 
right? Um, and, and so, uh, obviously, I'm a big believer in standardization. Um, uh, uh, and I do believe that we're taking big steps towards that, but we have to do much more. Then I think that the other barrier for the ecosystem is, of course, the interoperability. Because, of course, as we do not have the standardization, the interoperability between these different solutions is very low and very limited. Uh, and yes, of course, a lot of people are doing a lot of work around simplifying API infrastructures to allow for these different solutions to work with each other, but it's still a very complex thing to do to get an end-to-end -end IoT solution to work flawlessly together, right? Yeah. And so I think as we go towards standardization more and more, you'll get harmonization and also you'll definitely improve on the interoperability between these different systems. Because remember, IoT is in essence uh, an area that is built of up of what I call systems of systems. Yeah. Right. So many different systems working together to create the end end value. So those I would say are the barriers. If we start off with that for the ecosystem, if I now look at the barriers for the customers, i.e., the users. I mean, obviously, those barriers that we have in the ecosystem are translated to the customers. Right. That there is there has been historically very low standardization and and obviously because of that low interoperability, but also the customers. Uh, problems are also others uh, in the sense that we as the ecosystem players coming back to the business model logic right we obviously we build these different things and we want to cream out as much as we can from them commercially which is natural for um, for a business that that ultimately is there to make a profit but of course that puts uh, a lot of strain on the customer because of course as you stack all of these different solutions that you need to have in place on top of each other uh, you know, with margin stacking, right? Because everybody wants to take their piece of that chain. If you look at that fundamental end cost for the customer, that has historically been way too high. Right. Now, it's been way too high for the customer in relation to what they know that they can create in value. So when the customer does their business case, they look at the cost, which they have high clarity on because we, this, the players, are telling them, look, a SIM card and a device and an application and this and that costs you this much. So they have clarity. They know what it costs. But what they don't have clarity on is the value creation that it's going to give them as a customer. And here, I think, is the biggest problem. Um, most of these customers, if you look at some of these uh, reports that have been coming out from many of these different analysts, basically, they say two things. Around 20% of all the businesses that have been uh, asked the questions don't have a digitization strategy in place. Now, eight, the 80% that do have a digitization uh, strategy in place, 50 to 60% of them have their corporate strategy and then they have the digital strategy. They're decoupled. Now, yeah. what that means, of course, is that your digital strategy is not an integrated part of your overall company strategy, which is then, of course, not going to allow you to implement it at the pace and the uh, and the ability to achieve the value that you're looking for. Right. So I think that's a fundamental problem. And it comes from the fact that we as an ecosystem, together with our customers, haven't spent enough time focusing on the value that the investment of an IT uh, solution will create for the customer. And what is then the value? I mean, there are obviously high, 
that, that, uh, and, and you have to stop me, Tom, if I'm uh, orating too much here, but there are no, four areas. No, it's right? good. Carry on. Look, first of all, it's about cost savings, right? I.e. efficiency gains, right? That, what, that, that's a big part of IoT, being able to automate, being able to streamline, being able to take out processes and, and put in place technologies to, to take certain decisions along the way, right? That's a big uh, uh, area. Another very important area when it comes to digitization is, of course, the ability to set up new ways of communications with your customers, right? New ways of having a relationship with your customer, which is super important in this globalized world of ours, right? Yeah. Uh, but staying on that sort of uh, same topic, customers are, of course, super interested in creating new revenue streams, right? And, and of course, digitizing your capabilities are going, is going to allow you to generate new revenue streams. Then thirdly, of course, it's also about us becoming smarter about how we use the world's resources. And of course, as we digitize, as we go into circular economies, of course, we are going to use much less of the world's resources and have a very positive environmental impact, right? Um, and, and fourthly, of course, as most companies, not all, but many companies are, have previously been very focused on their very narrow geographic footprint. But as the world is becoming global, they're realizing that they may be able to sell their services to many corners of the world. And of course, when you do that, all of a sudden, you need partners that can help you globalize. Partners mm. that are there to, to help you deliver uh, a global solution that allows you to tap into customers that are far away from your home market should decide to do so, right? Uh, yeah. uh, and so those are th those are important areas to fundamentally understand, right? And the final thing on the custom side, Tom. So you have this sort of situation of non-standardization, complex landscape, lots of players with complex business models that at the beginning is seen to be high cost. You then have the customers not really having clarity on the strategy and having an integrated strategy. And the final piece, of course, is the value creation. Now, if you look at those four areas that we talked about, if you look at all of those areas, what is the real value in IoT? The real value in IoT is not having a product being connected. It's not having a process being connected so that you have an understanding of it. It is what you do with the data. And if you think about what most of the customers have done in the past, the way they've done it is that they've built silo solutions within their own organization. Now, if you take a typical factory, for example, right, they have um, a line on the factory maybe being connected or parts of that line being connected. They have the logistics chain being connected over there and they have something else being connected over there. But these things don't talk to each other. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the machines talking to, to each other. Now I'm talking about that the data needs to talk to each other. That's the concept of big data and analytics. And what we're seeing now is a huge shift uh, within our customer base to actually understanding that actually we may, we may actually be fine having underlying silos of these solutions as long as we bring the data together, because it's the correlation of all of that data put together that is going to create the ultimate value for you as a customer and how you then tap into that value. And that can be a manual process, but it can also become a digitized process that we're now seeing a lot of customers are doing. I hope that makes sense. Uh, absolutely does, yeah. Thank you so much. It's fantastic insights, actually, Rami. Uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, it sounds... Um... 
sounds very much on the money with where things are today, right? Um, can, I, can I talk to you very briefly about the IoT hub? So there's a lot of information out on the internet at the moment and within the community about the IoT hub. Could you just explain for some of our listeners w- what that is uh, and a benefit to new and potential customers? Sure. First of all, let me just uh, make something very clear. The IoT hub is not yet another platform because we have enough platforms in this industry, right? <laughs> so that's not what it is. What it is, uh, and I like to call it, it's an orchestrator, okay? But let's be clear on what I mean with an orchestrator, because in the old world of when you looked at an orchestration layer, it was basically you integrated deeply in a set of underlying capabilities that you then fundamentally use those capabilities through the orchestrator. That's not what we're talking about here, okay? We may very well do that for certain underlying capabilities, but generally speaking, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about here is the ability for our customers and for our partners to come together and for us, for all of us to be able to find an infrastructure that we can implement in our organization where we can develop our solutions on top of that makes it much easier to consume the services. I'm talking about reducing barriers. The the concept is very simple. The idea is it's like a goodie bag, right? You, You come to the IT Hub and you're able to pick out the different pieces that you may need. And if there are pieces that are not there, they're very easily integrated into the IoT Hub, meaning that you as a customer can marry your legacy use cases with your new deployment of use cases. And you are able to manage that from an information perspective and control perspective in one giant orchestrator. My, my lead architect, uh, he, he doesn't like the concept when I call it an orchestrator because that's in technology terms, that's not good. You know, there's been so many orchestration <laughs> layers and this and that. He likes to talk about it like a giant remote control. Okay. Right. You know, those hybrid remote controls, but you yeah. put all of the different things into one. Right. I mean, that's the way he, he likes to talk about it. I'm not sure that I really like that because then you do have to integrate all of the different underlying capabilities. Let me give you an example. Right. We're busy uh, integrating some of the very big cloud uh, players in the IT space as we speak. Now, of course, we are not going to try to take a position where we tell our customers, you should be developing all of your capabilities and solutions on our stack, right? We completely understand that the likes of uh, AWS and Microsoft and Google and Alibaba and IBM is where the developer communities are generally speaking going to develop the capabilities. But of course, what we're seeing here is that customers are going more towards what we call hybrid clouds, right? Where they don't only have one, they have several. And then of course, all of a sudden becomes rather complex, right? Because these uh, infrastructures are typically very proprietary, right? So the device works with that cloud and that infrastructure. And what happens if I want to move that data from this device to that cloud? Well, you can't, right? Because it's fixed. But what if you could? What if you had somewhere that could actually help you navigate that landscape and make it very simple? So the IoT hub for us is a way of being able to come to the ecosystem and tell the ecosystem, look, here we have an infrastructure where both from a southbound perspective and a northbound perspective, we want to integrate your capabilities and together with you come to our customers 
and be able to create value for our customers using those different feature sets. Now, the one thing we haven't talked so much about is one of the big things I think is very valuable for customers, and that is building their own ecosystem, right? We yes. talked about the landscape being very complex. We talked about it being a lot of different players and a lot of proprietary technologies. And how do I, how do I uh, look at this, right? And what I am, if I want to give customers one very big advice is to stop looking at suppliers and vendors. What you as a player, disregarding of what industry you're in in IoT, if you want to digitize your business using IoT capabilities, and I think this is very true for digitization in general, you need to build your ecosystem of partners and players that want to help you create value. And what you're going to look for is what I call the multiplier effect. What you, what you as a customer would be uh, expecting from those players is that they bring their own ecosystem as well. So you're getting a multiplication on your ecosystem with their ecosystem. So this is the ecosystem of ecosystems, right? Mm -hmm. Where you bring in competence and capabilities to create value for the customer. And that's the essence of the IoT Hub, to be able for us to have that community come together, develop solutions, use solution, control solutions in a much more simplified manner. Yeah, I hope I didn't lose you while I tried to explain that. No, 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 completely. I mean, to me, it sounds like you're reducing a lot of the complexity, right? Um, and, and, and creating an open IoT uh, ecosystem, you know, yep. I think, and I think, and I think you're 100 percent right. I think there's, it's a minefield sometimes to smaller players and customers in which way they need to orientate their solution and what they need to do. And and I like the idea of the the orchestration and and also from your architect's point of view, the remote. And I can understand why he calls it a remote. So uh, yeah. no, it's fantastic. And uh, so this uh, this IoT hub, this is out in production now. This is this is out to market. So. We, we obviously, uh, you know, we started thinking about uh, the IoT Hub sort of summer of last year. Okay. And then, of course, we went into uh, development and, 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 and we're doing this in-house, right? So yeah. um, we, we released our first sort of, um, you know, release candidate one, if you may, uh, mm -hmm. uh, earlier on in Q2 this year. And we now have a set of partners and customers playing around with it. So okay, we're great. in that sort of um, feedback, testing, iteration yeah. uh, mode. Sort of like a beta uh, we, mode, some description. Yeah, or... I, I would call it an early beta, yeah. I mean, we are yeah. planning to start going to market in Q1 okay. um, with IT Hub. But remember again, we are not necessarily going to sell the IT Hub because that's not what customers create. I mean, Having IoT Hub doesn't in itself create value for the customer. What creates value to the customer is that all of the underlying capabilities that they can tap into, right? Yeah. Um, so for the first time, just to give you an example, for the first time, a customer can have a complete end-to-end -end view of their device information and their connectivity information. That hasn't been done before. So you have one ability to actually understand that entire part of your IoT ecosystem, right? Right. just as an understanding of what it is that we're actually creating. And mm -hmm. we're doing that across a mul multiple set of platforms. And so, of course, the first feedback from our customers has been, honestly speaking, super positive, right? I mean, then, of course, there are always areas and things that customers say, oh, you know, we would like this feature, or this function, or that capability, or that. So, of course, 
we're putting all of that feedback now into our sausage mixer, right? Yeah. Um, and we're going to prioritize. Uh, but but so far, so good. Okay. Ah, oh, fantastic. Rami, one last question, if I may, actually. And thank you so much for being so open so far with all of this. It's really fantastic. Um, it's been well documented in the past that you've always mentioned that IoT is more of a strategic concept than that of a technology point. What would be your sort of main take-home advice for companies based upon that statement? It's, so I'm very happy that you picked up on that because all, over the years, that's something that I've been pushing really hard because I think people get lost in technology. Yeah. And honestly speaking, if you forget about, uh, you know, commercial and uh, legal barriers, if you just put that to the side for a second, there is virtually nothing we can't do today with technology. Basically, anything you want, you can do with technology today. Mm -hmm. But the real question is, what is it that you want to do? And this is where most people fail. They don't know. They don't know what they actually want to achieve. Now, there are, I'm not. I'm, I'm broad stroking it. There are, of course, yeah. very successful organizations that have crystal clarity on what it is that they want to achieve, and they have a roadmap. Not technology. Well, they have obviously a technology role, but they have a strategic role. Right? We start here. We move over here. We do this and we do that. Right? I think the automotive sector, although a lot of stick has been given to the automotive players, but I think, you know, very early on, just to give you an example of what I'm thinking about, right? they realize that the buying patterns of the millennials is going to fundamentally change, right? Mm -hmm. Those uh, buyers that is going to represent the future buying pool for those uh, uh, OEMs, these guys, don't, they don't care about they own a car. What they want is to have access to a car, which is why they started coming up with their shared pooling concepts and, and, and renting concepts and all of these different things, right? They also started launching uh, their apps. And why did they do that? Why did the car manufacturers launch the app? Was it to sell more? I, no, it was to create a relationship between them as a brand and the users of their vehicle. Because the most of the cases, those OEMs don't actually themselves sell the vehicle to the user. There is a distributor in the middle, i.e. the car salesman, and they may or may not be related to that brand, right? They yeah. can be selling several brands. So what the auto manufacturers want to do is to set up a regular line of communication and interaction with you as a customer to take you on this journey. That's what I mean with having a strategy, right? And it can take many years, this strategy. So again, to me, IoT ultimately is about understanding the strategic direction that you want to take and the value that you want to create while getting there. And then the technology is a secondary uh, discussion. Okay. We now know what we want to achieve. Let's now discuss how we achieve it with the right types of technologies and capabilities. So that's why I always talk about the strategy needs to come first, technology comes second. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really, I really love that concept of uh, the millennials wanting access to something rather than owning it. And I think that really is that really is the operative sort of phrase there, isn't it? And, and a real yeah. take message. Rami, we, we've been wanting you on the show for such a long time. Thank you so much, obviously, for taking the time out today to talk to me. I really appreciate it. I know you're super, super busy. And um, perhaps, you know, 18 months time, we'd love to catch up again and see, hey, see what journey we, you've gone on and what the business has gone on. We should do this. We should do this into a yearly session, Tom. Hey, how about oh, that? All right. Thank you for having uh, me. I really, really enjoyed it, Tom. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward uh, to interacting going forward. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye, Rami. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for more episodes in the IoT podcast, the leading podcast among the IoT community.